poll, 55% of Americans are in favor of abolishing the Electoral College, but unfortunately, because of the Electoral College, 55% is less than half. <laughs> kind of a funny joke. Yeah. I think of the 55%, I could convince a good chunk of them. Uh, this is why we have it. And they'd say, oh, okay. Not with the current you-know-who in the White House. I don't think you could. Well, there's that. Under normal circumstances, yeah, I believe you could probably talk people off that. But wow. there, there's a there's a fever pitch of whatever got him here. We got to man. If sure. we, if we change that, it will the entire political structure of the country will change overnight. Yes, I mean, just be a completely different system. Some of you think that would be a good thing, but you you got to rec- you got to recognize it'd be a completely new ball game. I think the unintended consequences would change the history of this country, and I don't mean like who's the president. Uh, well, as I've said, if you convince the entirety of the country, well, the vast majority of it, that's not on the coasts, that they have no say in any elections anymore. That is going to breed bitter, bitter resentments that make the current era era of bitter resentments seem like the era of cheery, cheery hugs. <laughs> uh, I, I will tell you this. We've had a handful of folks weigh in and say, uh, what do you think about the states that uh, do it uh, congressional district by congressional district. It's not winner take all, and it's not even like proportional to the popular vote. It's district by district. And honestly, I remember reading about that ages ago, like in college. Um, and I've got to re-educate myself on that to figure out what I think about that. I, I'm open to the idea that there could be something better. Um, and and hearing it, I, I just in going to just the straight popular vote though is a non-starter. Right. That would lead to revolution. Well, uh, um, But some of these other ideas that have been floated out there, I'm, I'm at least willing to listen to them. I've lived in a couple of different states that always went the same way in presidential elections. Your vote does not feel like it matters in those right. states. Right, yeah. Yeah, which includes a lot of red, uh, you know, uh, right-leaning voters in, in blue states. And we got a, a couple of great defenses of the Electoral College from listeners who who are either uh, historians or super into this or, or whatever. Electoral College professors protecting yeah. their tenure. All right. That's where they went, and they just want to brag you, about that. I went to the Electoral College. Why don't you go occupy the administration and my building, parents, Sean? My parents didn't get me in illegally either. I actually qualified. <laughs> All right, then. So, uh, uh, so I was a rower. I was uh, on crew. I do want to get to some of those alternate ideas and, and defenses of it, but... One reason we're talking about this is uh, our friend David Drucker, the Washington Examiner, has a, a piece on their website today that saying that senior Republicans he's talked to seem resigned that the president will lose the popular vote in 2020, but they think there's a pretty good chance that they can win again in the Electoral College. And he it's... won fairly comfortably. Three oh, he got 306. All you need is 207 electoral college 70. votes. 270, I'm sorry, yeah. Uh, you need 270. Uh, on the other hand, state by state, some of those victories, some of those electoral college votes were barely won. Yeah, and it's winner take all. Um, so, uh, duh, 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 duh. Well, y- y- you can't think that only the Republicans have done the math on this. So the smart people on both sides have done the math and thought, boy, Electoral college-wise, Trump's looking pretty good if we look at his popularity state by state. Mm -hmm. He'll lose the popular vote, but he's looking pretty good. And that's why we're hearing about it so much from all these candidates. It's kind of interesting because there's no way, even if it's going to get changed, it would get changed in time for the 2020 election. Not a chance. Right. They're thinking long term. 
Uh, so th- he quotes David Carney, who's a Republican strategist in New Hampshire, who says, uh, California, Illinois, and New York make it very, very difficult for anybody on our side to ever again win the popular vote. Asked if he expects Trump to defy the odds next year, Carney said flatly, no, but the president shouldn't worry about it. 270, that's what people remember. Um, so you've got a strategist saying out loud, Republicans may never win the popular vote again. I think that that completely ignores um, just the tides of history. I had been told over and over again by people I like, like George Will, people who study this for a living, that it's hard to see how a Republican would ever win again when you look at these states that are givens for Democrats. Mm-hmm. And then Trump won a bunch of those states. Yeah, I guess I'm I'm thinking, I'm taking the long view. I'm thinking more like a historian than a political commentator. I'm, I'm talking about in 50 years. I think what it means to be a Republican or a Democrat or, oh, or whatever. Or there knows? could be a third party. Yeah, um, could be completely changed. If Trump wins a second term without the popular vote, it would mark the first time in American history that the candidate who finished second in overall votes won consecutive presidential elections. Uh, when W ran for re-election after the infamous uh, Florida 2000 thing, his campaign prioritized the popular vote to vanquish doubts about his legitimacy, mm. uh, and he won it by several million votes. Um, but the final point I want to steal from uh, David Drucker in The Examiner is that um, some say Trump's brand of politics is just it's it's just not going to win the popular vote. It, it could win the Electoral College, but the whole regionally balkanized, divided, partisan thing. Um, it, it's just not designed to win the popular vote. Well, there's something to look forward to. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a howl. <laughs> howl. Uh, and, and I do want to get to the, a couple of emails about the Electoral College before the end of the hour. Okay. Or, or, or soon-ish, but i got to dig them up. Let me hit you with one of these. So much paper. So many emails. Majority of Americans are drunk snackers. Most regret it. 82% of Americans admit to being drunk snackers. I I. There are people that get drunk and then don't eat something that they wish they hadn't. Really? They are paragons of discipline, and I salute them. But you got drunk. Okay. One in three people saying they snack a lot while inebriated. I don't snack, I guess. I would polish off a whole pizza. Is that snacking? That's eating a meal. More gorging than snacking. That's eating a whole meal. Yeah, yeah. Soloing a pizza instead of eating, you know, like two-thirds of it. Soloing, soloing meaning just crushing the I, thing. I could easily end up like if I was drinking a lot of beer, like watching March Madness basketball games or something like that. I've had my three meals of the day. Right. But it's nine o'clock at night. I've had quite a few beers. Super bonus think, chow You know time. what? I'm gonna I used to live I could walk across the street to a Papa John's pizza when I wow. when we lived in Charlotte. And you lived fifty feet from a, a Wendy's once. It's amazing you're not four hundred pounds. I also lived one block from a Hooters and never went there. Mm. I just don't get the whole Hooters thing. But anyway, I ate a lot of Papa John's pizza that way. The number one top choice for drunk snacking is pizza. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's not snacking. That's just eating a fourth or fifth meal of the day. You can call it snacking if it makes you feel better. I have regions of fat. I should name the CPK region after California Pizza Kitchen. <laughs> They're frozen pizzas. Delicious. Oh, we ate a frozen uh, Newman's own. I just really? felt like, you know, it's charity. The Paul Newman pizzas, the money Aww, goes to charity. So that's beautiful. I'm doing a good thing by eating this extra. That's really Newman's nice. Pizza. <laughs> I'm helping America. I'm a philanthropist, really. Well, I'm giving back. <laughs> I've taken 4,000 calories. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm just drunk. 
Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. Of the nation. Armstrong and Getty Show. Ron Burgundy of Anchorman fame joined the booth at a San Jose versus Kings hockey game last night. San Jose working it around, taking a few shots. Oh, what a oh, pass save! And cleared by the Kings. Take that, San Jose. Zero Stanley Cups. Uh-oh. Well, that was not supposed to happen. I pulled from the yes. team that I was announcing yes. for. No, when it comes to announcing sports, I have zero journalistic integrity. Go, Kings! Go, Kings, go! Oh, no. Trip him. Trip, yes! Go, Kings, go! That's, that's not good. See, the key was he was in San Jose rooting for the Kings, which are not the home team. Mm. As the announcer mm. in the booth, tripping. Surprised. <laughs> Zero Jose- Stanley Cups. San Joseans didn't beat him down like a Trump supporter. Oh, never forget. To, had to bring that back. Unless you've forgotten. Michael, thanks for playing uh, the Bee Gees tune there. Yeah, I thought you'd appreciate From that. From one of my favorite albums of all time, Honest to God, Main Course. It was pre disco or just barely like. Starting to be disco, blue-eyed soul album with a touch of country, brilliant. Have a couple of brave. Then the freaking disco thing came along. Freaking <laughs> disco. Never forget that either. Um, <laughs> this is a full-on transition, so I got to make sure we're three in three, two, one. A couple of brave U.S. warriors killed in Afghanistan today. Marshall will have that coming up oh, in his news. Yeah. Just, God dang it. What are we doing there? We're negotiating we, with the Taliban. What are we hoping to accomplish? Does anybody know? Is it for any good American interest at all? Or is it the fallacy of sunk costs? Is it throwing good money and lives after bad? To prop up a government with no popular support for two weeks after we leave. All right. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Mission creep. Google it. Have more on the Electoral College. I'm afraid of becoming a college class here. Nobody wants that, Joe. No. No. You know, earlier today, I during mailbag, and you can email the show anytime, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, whether it's a point of view you want to share, uh, something we ought to be talking about that you see, go ahead and send along a link um, or whatever. You can email us anytime, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. But I mentioned earlier as we were going through some email that there was another freedom-loving quote of the day that uh, I wanted to get to. Here it is. What do you think of this? I actually think this quote's a lot more than a freedom-loving quote of the day. Tyranny is the deliberate... Hmm. It would help if you read the words right. I don't know. Deliberate isn't a word. I don't know what deliberate means. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Tyranny. Now I'm so nervous about finishing the sentence, it's almost impossible <laughs> that I'll get through it. Tyranny is the deliberate removal of nuance. Mm. Mm. That's interesting. It seems like we're doing a good job of that in modern uh, the modern world. Yeah. Eliminating nuance. I, I, yeah, I think, yeah, I, I think... A lot of advertising is that as well, and a lot of just people being not nice. 
is removing nuance. For instance, nuance like, there are a lot of really nice people who care about this country who think differently than me, and I want to punch them in the face. You know, it's, it's too much of that these days, you know? Illegal immigrants bring some benefits, but also some downside. So you're a racist. Or you're for it, or you're against it, or... Or, and then you or, gotta you gotta make an ultimate decision of whether any upside is worth all the downside. I mean, you can't can't have conversations. Like no, that. that's a, listen to you. You're for amesty or open borders or whatever. I mentioned it's, it's frustrating unless I think you're either a moron. It's always a possibility. Or because for for morons, a complete lack of nuance has got to be very comforting. For those less blessed cerebrally than others. What? What do you mean? And and people who are angry don't want nuance. Anger makes fools of the wise, Jack. I just made that up. How do you like it? Yes, it's okay. All right. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Sounded okay. a little deliberate. <laughs> so I mentioned... Never forget that either. <laughs> I mentioned that I lived... A block away from a Hooters for a while and never went because I don't get Hooters. Yes. Happy to help, Simple Jack, with the Hooters thing, says this texter. It's a term to describe women's breasts. (laughs) Men don't have them, therefore they crave them. I hope this helps. And yes, I learned that while attending Electoral College. (laughs) Well played, my friend. (laughs) Well, I know you, and we share this to some extent, I'm as flaming a heterosexual as has lived on Earth in terms of my appreciation of the female form and the various females I've been privileged to grow close to through my life. Grow close to. On the other hand, (laughs) on the other hand, I resent it when people, particularly attractive women, think they can lead me around by mawang. I don't. I don't like that. Right. I'm not going to be. I normally pay extra for that, <laughs> <laughs> or a leash, whatever. I'm not going to buy this car or buy this drink or do whatever because you're hot. Because you have that, big boobies. I find that really annoying. Well, right, exactly. While I have a, a high level of appreciation, I don't want you to think I'm such a dope. You can play me because you're attractive, right? So it's yeah, it's it's a pride of sorts. So is that? Would you say that is why you never went to Hooters, even though you lived a short stumble from there? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. Yeah. The and the other factor about Hooters that we've talked about through the years is that every sports bar has hot girls with low cut blouses and short skirts. All of them. So what sports bars are. And, and the national craze with, oh, we don't want a Hooters in our town. Or the teacher was seen at a Hooters. It's like, what are, what, what's the matter with Have you Have you ever been to Champs or the Scoreboard or whatever sports bar you got in your or neighborhood? Or your local place. It's Sh- a check standalone. Out, check out the waitresses there. It's a very similar sort of thing. Yeah, so just the whole Hooters thing was just so annoying at its height. <laughs> just everything about it. Perfectly acceptable wings. The beer was cold and fizzy. I've been there. Is it guys who don't have the guts to go to a strip club? Or is, is that what it is? It's like strip club light? Uh, 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 yes. <laughs> Diet strip club. <laughs> <laughs> that might strip be club part of it. Better food. Yeah, Maybe that's what it is. Not much better. Yeah, yeah not, not significantly no. better. Jeez. M- medium wings at best. S- speaking of uh, Hard Rock Cafe, 
Oh, look, there's Bob Dylan's guitar in an inedible sandwich. <laughs> you know, now, now, wow. now wow. we're going to get sued. Wow. I, well, uh, hey, this, this, is, this is how businesses yeah. improve. Constructive criticism. <laughs> I I used to I used to know a uh, woman who uh, worked at uh, Hooters. She was a theater major. Awesome. <laughs> that, that's and she was acting like she liked wearing hose with tight little orange shorts. That was her acting. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> right. Well, as my son has uh, said on job interviews. Yes. Look, I'm a highly trained actor. I can act like I'm happy to be here every day. Good Your customers line. will believe it. Like it and. And he's had bosses respond very positively to that. Yes. All right. It's probably mostly the fact that he understands that that is a thing. That the customers ought to think you're pleased to see them. Yes. Look, Tommy Lee's drumsticks and limp french fries. <laughs> uh, what's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, on a sad note, America's longest war drags on, staying deadly and getting more complicated. President Trump jumping into D.C. excitement over the imminent drop of the Mueller report. And we've got new health warnings about those office coffee mugs. Coming up. If the Mueller report doesn't drop, it's going to cost you a finger. (laughs) You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Two quick texts. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. AOC is hoping the Electoral College is knocked out in the first round of March Madness. I don't, I don't know if that's just a shot at something. Uh, and also, back in my 20s, I hooked up with a Hooters waitress. It was as sad as you would expect. Which I just, <laughs> oh, that's... Yeah, I don't like that text all the way around. I don't like it on any level. I'm trying to figure out if I'd expect it to be sad. Well, and just, you know, every individual's different. That, that episode might have been sad. Maybe you're the reason it was sad. Yeah. Really that? I hooked up with a... What was the name of the restaurant? It was one of those pie-oriented restaurants. <laughs> what was? Yeah. This is very on-brand. <laughs> <laughs> was it a cheesecake factory? No, no. It was uh, back in the day, like Poppin' Fresh Pies or Marie Callender. What was? Well, anyway, I hooked up with a Marie Callender's waitress, and I've been married to her for many years now. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean. There you go. She happened to work there, and we mm-hmm. got together. Sure. Yeah. It was about as sad as you'd expect. What does that even mean? <laughs> she she looked across the, the, the counter and thought, that guy really likes his pie. <laughs> I should probably go tell him. <laughs> he has whipped cream, whipped cream running up both cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got some serious news now yeah, with Marshall yeah, Phillips. My apologies, yes. The war, the war, it does drag on with word today that two American service members were killed during an operation in Afghanistan. The U.S. and NATO forces making the announcement, but providing no other details on the combat deaths. The Associated Press is saying we now have 14,000 U.S. forces in Afghanistan supporting the Afghan forces who are struggling on two fronts. They're dealing with a re-energized Taliban who control almost half the country. Half the country. Yeah. And another offshoot of ISIS, which is trying to expand in Afghanistan as their self-proclaimed caliphate has crumbled in Syria and Iraq. God, so the minute we go, and this was true probably 10 years ago and every day since, and every day going forward. Yep. The minute we go, it gets taken over by some version of those scumbags. Mm-hmm. Taliban, ISIS, Al-Qaeda, whoever. Yep. 
Battles are uh, continuing, even as Washington is stepping up efforts to try to find a way to end the 17-year war and pull out at least half our troops. I didn't realize we had 14,000 people there still. That's what the Associated Press is reporting right now. I feel so bad for the modern people of Afghanistan, the the non-Stone Age people of Afghanistan. They just they live in a culture that does not have the will to fight for and support representative government. You got to get out of that country if if you got two rocks to rub together and it's even an option. I mean, if you live in a hut and all you got's one goat, yeah, picking up your family, ride it out of town, moving to another country is not that easy. Right, right, right. But you know, it was said by plenty of wise people that if we want democracy more than they want democracy it's not gonna happen never gonna work no never gonna work all right my friends anticipation is building up all over washington's beltway as special counsel robert Mueller's expected to release his final report on the russia investigation any minute now even if he announced even if it was announced he he's released it today mm-hmm. it goes to the attorney general Correct. who might have it for a month as various people look it over and figure out what can be released and what can't. Well, he made a statement the other day, which might be another tea leaf that uh, should be read. That, that, that could drop any minute, as if I care. Um, but he, he made it pretty clear that we can't be impugning innocent people or people against whom we're not going to level any charges right. by uncovering, you know, their laundry. Dirty, semi-dirty. Right. You know, that pile of clothes that you wore, but you're willing to wear again. <laughs> semi-dirty laundry. <laughs> um, d- d- we Very familiar with that. <laughs> yeah, we did. I shouldn't wear it, but yeah. I'm going to. Look, there are three tiers. We all know it. Yeah. Um, uh, the only change it would seem to me if it were released today is now it's in different people's hands. And how good a job they do of keeping stuff from leaking out, we don't know. Mueller has kept stuff from leaking out, but once it's in the uh, attorney general and however many people get to see it along with him. Right. I heard an interview with a Democratic Congress twit this morning, and um, she made it clear by not answering the question. Well, she answered it, I guess, in a way. Uh, But they asked, uh, what if the Mueller report says, as is rumored, that no, there's no collusion and that's just over? And she went off on a long, circular screed, which consisted of only two or three thoughts, which were Trump was trying to get a tower built in in Russia. Trump people met with many Russians. Trump was trying to get a tower built in Russia. Michael Cohen (laughs) lied. And, and, you know, it was funny about that. Well, a couple things were. uh, But what struck me was, so by your rationale, Trump colluded with the Russians to get him elected because of the tower project which was immediately abandoned when he got elected president because he couldn't be involved in it. That's a poor plot, you're alleging. I think if there's nothing to to the Russia stuff there, I think we pivot very quickly, so quick your head spins around, to just the tax problems of the Trump family over the years. So mm. even if there's no collusion, is there is there an amount of business, like just a dollar amount, that would make you uncomfortable with our president being involved with, with Putin? Currently, or during the campaign, uh, or like, when? To me, I was always curious how much money, if any, is Trump indebted to Russians for whatever business dealing, right? Like, that's, to oh, me, that's yeah. what I'm curious or about. Or if he participated in something funky. 
something slightly uh, not on the up and up in years past, and he was afraid they were going to say something about it? Sure, that's a significant question. I haven't seen any evidence of that. No, and I don't see any people actually pivoting to that way in terms of what they're looking for in the report. How about old uh, Jared using WhatsApp to communicate with foreign leaders? He's an entitled little prick. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, hey, geez, wow. I just think he is. Oh, America's royalty. I just... (laughs) I just think he's of the sort that believes that the rules don't apply to him. I think that's... I haven't read much about it yet, but if that's true, it's really irresponsible. You know, and listen, I howled about Hillary and her destruction of emails. The whole using the private email server was dumb and dangerous to national security. Um, but the destruction of them was clearly obstruction of justice. And I cannot believe that hasn't gone anywhere. And I yelled about that for months. So, yeah, if little Jared... Is he using WhatsApp to conduct official White House business? That's dumb. What was the story? Jared's dad went to jail. Yep. Prison. Right. Hired a prostitute? Correct. To blackmail his brother-in-law. Right. right? His, his, his sister's husband. So brother-in-law wouldn't testify against him. And videotaped it. Correct. <laughs> at least he's good well, at blackmail. Wow. All right, I have a Friday a Friday update, a Friday health warning. Did you know that one in five office mugs may contain FM? Oh, fecal matter. Yes, that is according to research. I mean, like full of it? Contaminated by. Oh, oh, contaminated because, by. Because <laughs> I pick up a cup full of poo, I'm just, I'm just going to put it down. <laughs> that's, that's according to a research study from Total Jobs who say... Those shared mugs are germ-filled because at least 25% of people don't wash their hands after using the bathroom at work. The study also What's a says... shared mug? Is that a thing? Some places yeah. you have, a, you have a, a cabinet full of coffee mugs, right. and if you want coffee, you just grab one, or if you have guests yeah. in the building, you right. just grab one, and then somebody washes them at the end of the day. Somebody not named me washes them <laughs> at the end of the day. And yeah. apparently doesn't do a good enough job. Is that what you're saying? Yep. If you go number two and don't wash your hands, you're just, go away. Well, the problem, Jack, is FM is all over the bathroom, no matter which number you go. Yep. I think FM is all over everywhere all the time. And well, it's, probably, it's time we get started cleaning. And probably the way our, uh, <laughs> our, our system is designed to have well, a certain yeah, amount of it. Of course it is. Of course it is. Matter doesn't go away. None is being created. The oceans are full of whale pee-pee. I'm sorry to be so frank, but it's true. Likewise, there is poo all around us. Not like a lot of it, thankfully, but yes. One other quick uh, workplace health note. Turns out that people who eat at their desk are more likely to get sick because the average office desk has 400 times more bacteria than a toilet seat. And so they should eat their lunch on a toilet seat? Is that your recommendation? Yes, clearly. <laughs> that would be one way to go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. Here I'm starting Getty Show, The Conscience of the Nation. It's Fecal Matter with Marshall. Yeah, he's a sick enough. Yes, he, he talks about it so often we had to come up with a special liner. <laughs> Comes up in the news so often. Un. Believable. Noted poopophobe Marshall Phillips with the news. We haven't done any of the uh, March Madness brackets today in which Sean goes through which mascot would beat which mascot to help you fill out your in bracket. A, in a fight to the death. Yeah, in a, fight in to a, in a death, death match. I went 500 yesterday, which I'm pretty pleased with. That's wow. Right. Yeah. As good as my analysis of the game. Awesome. I don't know. Kentucky's uh, their, their, their transition game is going to overwhelm, but no. No. 
Mascot fight to the death. <laughs> They've just added something at United Airlines. I hate United Airlines. Ever mention that? Ooh. They added something at United Airlines that might be a little controversial. That, among other things, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. excited about it. Today I filled out my bracket for the 64 March Madness teams. Did you do that? Yeah. yeah. I also filled out my bracket for the 64 people running for president. That was... Yeah, I have Gonzaga beating Hickenlooper. That is... Uh... <laughs> that was a guy who understands comedy. The, the, that collection of sounds was funny there. Yes. Gonzaga beating Hickenlooper is funny. Right. Just because of the sounds. Exactly. Same reason people like Labradoodles. <laughs> um, got this text. I'm looking up at the TV, the Today oh, Show. Oh, wait a minute. I just thought of the funniest dog breed ever. A schnauzdoodle. <laughs> you can't say it without chuckling. Schnauzdoodle. You're not chuckling. Well, I got my favorite dog, but I don't know if I can say it. I've said it in the past. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. If you're breeding... Why don't you tell me what the second one hey, is? Save or... that one for the podcast. If you breed a Shih Tzu with a poodle. Oh, Oh, how about how about a bulldog with a shit suit? <laughs> I want one of those. How do I you don't, not? I'm getting one of those today. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what its temperament is. I don't care if it's good with kids. It bites everybody. I don't care. <laughs> right, exactly. It's I'll get BS. sued. I'll get sued every day. I want a BS. <laughs> Honey, I'm calling a breeder. Fair warning. <laughs> oh, boy. That's funny. So looking up at the Today Show. Washington on edge over Mueller report. Okay. <laughs> if it doesn't come out, they've got to stop, right? Well, they got to stop said... with this whole rumors are, and everybody's talking about it, and everybody's on edge and excited. Well, that's why I said to Marshall, if that report doesn't come out, it's going to cost you a finger. It's like our Armstrong and Getty agreement on sports predictions. Everybody makes them. They're easy to make. Nobody's ever held to account for them, so they're a waste of air. You make a sports prediction on this show, with the exception of positive Sean's mascot fight to the death tradition. Oh, thank goodness. You make a sports prediction, you're wrong. It costs you a finger. We got this text on our text line on the subject of eliminating the Electoral College, which is a hot topic this week. And if you weren't listening earlier, we now know why the, the, the Trump people have done the math and think he's still looking pretty good to win in the Electrical College. Electoral. <laughs> good Lord. Yeah. I used to do it as a joke. Officially. I did, I've been doing it as a joke for like 30 years, mm. and now I can't stop You know what's, saying Electrical College. The uh, walled compound in the woods where I like to uh, hide out sometimes, um, our, our little place up there, our cabin. It's close to a railroad trestle, which I accidentally got in the habit of calling a trellis at one point. I just got the words mixed up for obvious reasons. A trellis being the uh, the structure on which you might grow vines or roses or that sort of thing. Um, and now I just can't even remember which one's right. <laughs> That's what's happening I'm in my going... brain with electrical college. Anyway, on the subject of eliminating the electoral college, my former professor would say of direct democracy, there's nothing more democratic than a lynch mob. 
which is absolutely true. Wow, right? that's, that's a pure good quote. democracy is a lynch mob. That's why you don't want a pure democracy. Uh, Get everybody whipped up, run in one direction, and then maybe everybody involved thinking that was a bad idea at some point. Uh, smart and, uh, and, and, and wise longtime correspondent Andy of Sacramento writes, Guys, the conversation in popular politics about the eliminating the Electoral College is maddening. It's a symptom of people not understanding how the republic works. Since the Electoral College makes sure lower population areas aren't left without a voice... If we eliminate it, we might as well get rid of the Senate, too, since it serves a similar purpose. Oh, now we're talking. (laughs) Let's go for it. I'm sure it'll end well. K-E-F-A-F, keep educating people about federalism. That should be P-A-F, about federalism. It's Andy. I'm very interested in in discussions about re-examining or or looking for other ways to do the Electoral College. But I don't. The, I, I agree with you guys. I just think the the overhaul elimination of it is is right. such a non-starter. Two points that you don't often hear about the electoral college discussion. Number one, national recounts would be an historic nightmare, and nobody has any idea how they would work. They would take forever. They would be so drowning in lawsuits and anger and accusations. A national recount would be miraculously horrifying. I heard that said the first time the other day. Second point, there are only two states that aren't winner-take-all states. That means all of the states, including the monster blue states, have specifically rejected the idea of one man, one vote in terms of apportioning electoral votes. They are flaming blanking hypocrites. If you eliminated winner takes all so each state in California can, alone. So each state can decide that for themselves. Correct. So what you're saying yes. is, for instance, California has decided no. Majority the whole thing, all of them. We got the we got the biggest electoral prize at all. It's winner take all. Right. But nationally, that's unfair. Right. Right. Okay. Here are some words you will never ever hear in your life from a California politician or leader. And I quote what will never be quoted. I understand that we're heavily Democrat in this state. And our electoral votes will always go Democrat. But in spite of that, because it is more just, I think we should have proportional electoral votes in this state. Those words will never, ever be spoken. It is Mount Everest-style hypocrisy. Mm. Right. So when I regularly hear the jokes on uh, late night shows, talk shows, whatever, well, if your vote counted, ha, 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 your vote doesn't count if you're not the party of your state in Texas or California or lots of states. Right. If you're the opposite party, your vote never counts. Yeah. You could vote 50 times or zero times. It doesn't make any difference. I'd like to hear Nancy Pelosi uh, speak to that question. That's uh, the state she's from, by the way, California. You think she might be familiar with the issue. Uh, Donna Brazil, uh, any thoughts on that? Uh, any at all? No? Um, Got to pay this Elizabeth off. Elizabeth Warren's big on that. United Airlines getting a lot of credit for becoming the first airline to add non-binary gender booking options. Oh, boy. United Airlines announced today that it has become the first U- U.S. carrier to do this. When you book, you'll have the ability to uh, select the title MX as opposed to Mr. or Ms. Customers now have the ability to identify themselves as M male, F female, 
U undisclosed or X unspecified. So just one other option was enough. Bah, right. You have to have the option of undisclosed or unspecified. Corresponding with what is marked on their passports or identification. How's not killing pets coming along? Not crushing wow. guitars. Wow. Dropping any elbows on doctors lately? <laughs> <laughs> so undisclosed means you just don't want to tell anybody? Yeah, yeah. Is it an unspecified you haven't made a decision? I'm going to make you guess. Undisclosed. Undisclosed is... you feel your way? So undisclosed is none of your business. Mm-hmm. And unspecified is like I'm I haven't picked a gender or I'm fluid or something. Yeah, what I well, what I could I check be none of your business too. What I check in this box today might not be what is when I show up on flight day, maybe. Game yeah. day decision. And yeah. see how I feel. Huh. I, I did I didn't know you had to differentiate between those two though. Undisclosed as opposed to unspecified. So you got four choices. If you had told the vast majority of people that this was gonna happen ten years ago today to said what are you talking about? I mean, <laughs> why, that, why? You know, for better or worse, whether you think it's a good idea or a bad idea, it is an enormous change in the way we look at things in a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. People, people would have said, the, but almost everybody would have said, "What? No way." Keep in mind, the most important thing is that if you still hold the view you held two and a half years ago, that makes you a fascist and a hate monger. Right. Right. You've got to spout the party line. Yeah. Today's party line. And erase any tweets when you didn't have that. Right. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.